Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Nights in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Monday, October 18th, 2021. Coming to you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Another amazing show coming up for you tonight here <laughs> on Hockey Night New York. Thank you so much for tuning in to H&INY After Dark at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. Andrew Gross of Newsday will join us. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? Well, what's cracking, Sean? What's cracking? Yeah. Uh, Seattle's cracking, buddy. Seattle's <laughs> cracking. The, the games are underway. The regular season is here. And not the best start for the New York Islanders. But we're going to get into that soon. Because i got to remind you all about our wonderful sponsors. Hockey Night New York is presented by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill. Located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. It's the best place to catch the aisles when you can't be at the game. Head down for great food and drink specials. Plenty of HD TVs and in-game sound for the Islanders. We are also sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. An official partner of the New York Islanders. And coming soon to the UBS Arena. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. For all their great offerings. And of course, we are proud to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516 856 7800 for three free months of service. So, Christian, as I was saying, the season is finally underway, uh, but not the way you might have wanted to draw it up for the New York Islanders. 0-2 out of the gate, a loss to Carolina, a loss to Florida. What do you say, CA? Well, it's certainly been an, uh, I would say it's an uncharacteristic start, but as a lot of people have pointed out on social media, this is actually a pretty characteristic start yeah, of the Barry Trotz era, saw that. which is interesting. But I think the difference that has been noticeable during the first two games of this year compared to previous years, obviously aside from the expectations that the Islanders have come into this year with, mm -hmm. but it, it, the two losses have felt much worse than I think the losses in the last couple of years have to start yeah. out the year. Um, there's certainly been a sense of, of discombobulation, if you will. Uh, the first game was a pretty sloppy one by the Islanders. They didn't get off to a great start. Um, they had little spurts here and there of where they were playing their style of game, but really Carolina dictated a lot of the play. And Ilya Sorokin who was kind of left to hang out to dry in that first game. There's no question about that. Uh, the second game, the Islanders got off to a much better start. They had a couple scoring chances early, and then really the momentum shifted like that. Mm -hmm. And then the Islanders found themselves back on their heels, Florida kind of dictating what was going on. And even though Florida wasn't given a whole lot of chances, it was the storyline that we've talked about so much last season, especially during the playoffs. It was, during, it was the fact that all these little mistakes that the Islanders are making end up costing them all these little mental errors. And you saw that a lot in the Carolina game. You saw that in bits and pieces in the Florida game. It was a much better effort. Mm -hmm. But still, the, uh, the difference was Florida was able to capitalize on their chances compared to the Islanders. And the mental mistakes and the little errors that they were making were ending up being the biggest factor in the games. And, I mean, the power play was just, just not good in the first game either. Well, I guess that's just 
par for the course right now for the Islanders. We have to see if that's going to change. It's obviously one of the bigger storylines for them. That's kind of been one of the weaknesses, if you're looking for any, for this team. The power play has certainly been kind of a thorn in their side over the last few years, even predating the Barry Trotz era. So we'll see if, I mean, a little bit new personnel in the sense that Kyle Palmieri, full season now, you're going to have maybe Oliver, Oliver Walsh used there a little bit more. We'll see how Noah Dobson acclimates himself with more responsibility in the power play. So it's still a work in progress. And, and look, beginning of the season, it doesn't mean anything. Like, obviously, it's still discouraging. You don't want to see your team going down two games, you know, to start it off, especially with all these expectations, like you mentioned. Everybody's excited about it. But in the grand scheme, there's some teams that are probably up – one or two, no, already that are going to end up in the basement of their division. And there's probably a couple teams that have either split their games or lost their first couple games. And they're going to be battling for a playoff spot later on. So, you know, can, you want to see them go 82 and 0? Sure, of course. I'd love that. But it's not going to happen. So they got some kinks to work out. I think we got to talk a little bit about the defense and how they performed or perhaps didn't, uh, particularly uh, the, the older fellows. <laughs> On the roster, uh, so I definitely saw some people uh, having having some words about Zdeno Char and Andy Green, and you know, look again, like I, I get it, I get it, but like it's so early in the season. Let's let's see how it pans out. Let's give him a shot here and, and see what happens. So, no reason to get nervous yet, folks. It's only two games. They got they got eleven to go on this road trip. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they can turn around in Chicago tomorrow. Well, I think the the big thing now is it's not even the eleven games left on the road trip. It's the four that they have this week. It's it's when you look at the way the road trip has been split up, the Islanders kind of have a first leg of the, of a trip, and this is their first leg. And I think it's really important to establish some sort of identity that they have over the last couple of years. Another thing to note, and I wrote about it this morning, was the lack of identity really from the fourth line, which has been mm. the Islanders' identity. And yes, right. um, Cal Clutterbuck had a scoring chance early in the game against Florida, and the Islanders have had their opportunities. But the Islanders have really relied on that fourth line to set the tone for their play and who, how they play. Right. And you just haven't gotten that same sense too. And I understand what you're saying, Sean. It is early. I will absolutely grant yeah, you yeah. that. We're two games into the season. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to jump kid. to. You don't want to jump to conclusions this early. But at no. the same time, when you notice certain trends, you have to acknowledge them. And there's certainly a lot of troubling trends that have, have developed over the first two games. Part of the fourth line's inability to kind of find that effectiveness that they have in the past also has to deal with the fact that Matt Martin wasn't in the lineup for the first two yeah. games. Um, we've seen that fourth line take a hit when it comes to not having one of its members out there, but I, I feel like this time around it's been much more noticeable mm-hmm. in the fact that they haven't been noticeable when they're out there. Right. Um, and I think that's an issue. Okay. Matt Martin could could potentially, and it sounds like for all intents and purposes, he will be back tomorrow yes. night when they play in Chicago. Leo Komarov was waived today. So that Correct. all signs point to... Matt Martin being back out there. Semyon Varlamov will likely get a chance to be back in that, or possibly get a chance. I shouldn't say likely, but there is a chance he's back there in the net for the game on Thursday against Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was hinted at. So these little pieces, too, are adding up to what's been going on with the Islanders. Sure. Like Sorokin was kind of thrown out there again, a little bit more prepare, prepared. Right. He knew he was going to start this He knew one. he was going to start <laughs> this time, but right. at the same juncture... He is still young. He's still acclimating, and there's going to be growing pains. So you kind of have to expect there's going to be some, some, uh, some bit of a learning curve here early mm-hmm. in the season. Right. Unfortunately, it's come at the hands of of two very good teams mm-hmm. uh, and, and two efforts that are, are frustrating. I'm sure for him, right. and two efforts that. 
the players in front of him haven't given him a whole lot either to, to, to kind of bail him out in certain situations. Right. So the Islanders are dealing with all these different issues right now. Will it stay? Will, will they persist? I think that's the big question. I think yeah. when you look at the long run, the answer will be sort of dictated over the next 11 games with the most crucial part of it now being the next four as they try and work their way out of this funk. Right. No, no question about it. And, and when you drop your first two, it puts a little more pressure on you to win the next one. So tomorrow just became a little bit bigger because of what happened. Most in the first important two. game of the season. <laughs> That's right. Must <laughs> win. Game three must win. But folks, we got a break. Uh, we started a few minutes late. So we got Andrew Gross coming up from Newsday. Want to thank you guys for tuning in at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. We'll take that break. We'll be right back. It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. R.J. Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week. Hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill. Your home for New York Islanders hockey. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum thai technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com that's thai t-i-e technology.com thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York. Oh, welcome back to Hockey Night in New York. I'm Chris Arnold. With me, as always, is Sean Cuthbert. And that's always everyone's favorite part of the program. On the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. And on the line with us is a gentleman who's been kind enough to join us once again live from Chicago site of the New York Islanders Blackhawks game tomorrow night. That'll be broadcast the first Islanders broadcast on the Espen. Andrew Gross from Newsday. Andrew, what's going on, my friend? Christian, I see you made it home okay. Uh, it's good to talk to you. <laughs> I did in large part thanks. To, well, I mean, I did wake up like an hour before you called me, but still, yeah. I was I was very appreciative. Andrew Gross coming up with the big assist this week in between uh, driving me back from the arena back to my hotel on on Saturday night, and then calling me 
waking up himself at six in the morning to wow. make sure that I woke up at six in the morning to make sure I got on my flight. You needed so. a wake up call. Unbelievable. I did. Well, I did. You know, well, we can't, we can't have you stranded in Fort Lauderdale. So, <laughs> and, and, and also guys, like, you know, I love you. Right. Um, so this, this, this comes from a place of love, but I'm listening to the, to the intro that recorded intro that came into this break. Sure. And, and all I'm thinking is that Family Guy skit with uh, Brian and uh, and Stewie, you know, Dingo and the Baby. That's, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Love it. Dingo and the Baby and all. Yeah, that's, that's peak, <laughs> peak morning radio. Fantastic. All right, there. Andrew, a lot to uh, tie to, wow, a lot to digest with the New York Islanders after the first two games. A rough start, to say the least, and, and a lot to hone in on. I want to start with the play of the defense. It's been talked about a lot um, through the first two games, specifically Andy Green and Zdeno Chara. Both have not had the best starts of the year. Uh, Andy Green, you know, a veteran presence on the blue line. He's been with the Islanders for, for a couple of years now. Uh, Zdeno Chara in his first couple of games back has kind of left a lot to be desired. What's been going on back there for the Islanders? Uh, yeah, it's been disjointed. Uh, one thing you're used to with the Islanders is they play a good positional game. They're, they're physical and, uh, they don't allow a lot of stuff in front of the crease. And, uh, that has not been the case really through the first two games. I mean, uh, 11 goals against through the first two games, will tell you that anyway, there's been a lot of space. Uh, Ilya Sorokin has been hung out to dry uh, a few times here. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, whether, whether or not this is a long-term concern or not, and, and I know the knee-jerk ref, uh, reaction is to immediately own in on Zdeno Chara and Andy Green because they're 44 and 38, respectively, and they're not bringing the speed anymore, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's really funny because Islander fans did nothing but kill Nick Letty. <laughs> through his tenure with, with the Islanders. And now that that puck moving skill is not there, you know, they're pining for him, but it, it's true that the, you know, the Islanders defense loses Devon Tays and Nick Letty in, in back-to-back seasons. And there yeah. a, a lot of speed from the back end is, is kind of gone there. So I look, I'm not, I'm not in panic mode here yet. And uh, I, I certainly think that, Andy Green and Zdeno Chara, not to single them out, uh, you know, plus minus is such a outdated stat, but Zdeno Chara was a minus four at Florida. He right. was on ice for four of the wow. Florida goals, and that does stand out a little bit. So, you know, I, I don't think it's time to panic yet. I, I still think there's a breaking in curve here. Um, but, you know, long term, I. Uh, the, the, the Islanders may need to do something to add to their defense, but we're, we're talking, you know, down the line, maybe closer to the trade deadline. Yeah, no, it, it's certainly an interesting thing. And Andrew, I want to, I want to point out too, just because the Dano Chara and, and Andy Green are 44 and 38 respectively, we try not to be discriminatory towards age. And Sean, since Sean <laughs> is closing in on 40 himself. Oh, so man. we try to be, we try to be nice when it comes to that topic. Says the guy that's lucky to be up after 1030 <laughs> on a Monday night. I, I, I'll be that, that blows me away. I mean, I, I, I thought, I thought you were going to say Sean was closing in on 30, no. you know, 
Appreciate that, Andrew. Appreciate <laughs> that. You're being very nice. It's, you <laughs> clearly haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> but Sean did have a question, and I, I interrupted him to get that dig in. Yes, I did. To stay on the defense and the play of Andy Green and Zidane Chara. And look, as you said, you're not in panic mode. Neither am I. I don't think anybody else should be. But how much longer do you think Barry Trotz is willing to see that kind of play out of those two guys if it continues? And do we perhaps see a Sebastian Ajo enter the lineup a little sooner than we might have thought? I don't know if it's sooner than we thought. I mean, uh, as Christian, as you heard Barry, and I think it was your question, uh, in fact, Barry Trotz said that, yeah, uh, you know, Sebastian Ajo is going to get a crack at some point here. Now, he's not going to play Tuesday at, at Chicago. Um, and beyond that, I have no idea. I don't know whether, you know, we'll have to see what happens in Chicago before we make any predictions about the lineup against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, one thing I do expect uh, based on practice here in Chicago is that Semyon Varlamov might make his season debut against the Blue Jackets. He went through a full practice here, and uh, he certainly was moving well. He's not going to play at Chicago, but I, I would be, you know, I would actually be somewhat surprised if he's not net Thursday at Columbus. I think that's the move you see defensively before you see Sebastian mm -hmm. Ajo in there. But, look, Sebastian Ajo will bring a little bit of what you lost with Nick Letty. You know, that, that kind of puck-moving defenseman skates. Look, certainly Sebastian Ajo skates at this point better than Andy Green or, or Zdeno Chara. So it, when Barry is looking for that element, it's not going to be like last season where Sebastian Ajo was around, it seemed like, the, the whole season on the taxi squad or, or on the roster, and Barry stuck with the top six pretty much the whole 56 games because he didn't have that devastating injury like he did the previous season with right. Adam Pellet going out with the Achilles. Um Barry was able to play his sixth defenseman and, and last season that was Letty instead of Chara, but otherwise it's the same, you know, five of the guys are back. So I, Aho is not going to sit on the bench for 82 games. They're going to get him in. There's a back to back, uh, Phoenix or Arizona and, and Vegas. And I, I would certainly think Ajo gets one of those two games. But uh, like I said, I think the first defensive change is getting Barlamov in uh, to, to make his season debut as he recovers from unspecified soreness. Talking with Andrew Gross here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. And Andrew, that's a great segue to what has been an interesting start to the season in the sense that, um, as we've been talking about, the defense has looked a little out of sorts. How much of that has been on the fact that Ilya Sorokin, you know, still a young goaltender, still understandable he's been in a lot of big situations in the short period of time he's been with the Islanders now, but still getting his feet wet in a lot of different instances. How much has that impacted how things have gone in the first two games of the year, especially on that back end? Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to throw it on Ilya because, like I said, he's been really ill-supported at times on the ice by his teammates. He's been hung out to dry on a few goals. But on the other hand, his save percentage is not good. 
you know, it, it was, uh, I, I didn't check what it was after the Florida game and that's bad on me, but I know he was <laughs> 875 going into the Florida game. And then he, he didn't have a good save percentage in that game either. And then and there are a couple of goals where you say, yeah, uh, that was his fault. The, the, the wraparound goal for sure. Right. He just, he, he came out too far. He couldn't get across the crease and it, and it was weird because Ilya Sorokin's reputation has really been certainly those videos you saw out of the KHL, mm-hmm. with some acrobatic saves and, 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 and post to post quickness. So I, I think he just got caught on that shot. It, it looked like, I, I don't know whether his skates got tangled or what, but he just didn't go across the crease well at all on that one. And there was another one, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, I, I forget who shot it, but it was it, it was past his glove, and it, it was one he had a really good look at, and he needed to make the save there. So I, I think what you can say about Ilya Sorokin is he's been hung out to dry, but he also hasn't made that huge save to keep his team in it when that huge save needed to be made. Um, I don't. I don't have big concerns about Ilya Sorokin. He's shown he can do it in the playoffs. We all know he has the athletic talent. Um, this is his first 82-game season, and he's being counted on as a starter here to start the season with uh, Varlamov uh, not being ready. I don't know whether he's pressing as a result, um, but I, again, you know, I, I don't want to tell you that everything is all sunshine and rainbows but <laughs> you know i'm not worried about Ilya sorokin the man can play net he just had two games that were were not great and unfortunately it's the first two games of the season right for sure for sure andrew and to key on a, another individual who's been coming up a little bit as far as the uh, Islander news goes, and, and, and not always, not for the greatest reasons lately, and it was, you know, through camp and now even into the start of the season. Oliver Wallstrom, he had the goal in the game against the Panthers, but what have you seen out of him? It sounds like Barry Trotz is looking for more out of him. I think Barry Trotz is using the media to kind of keep the kid in line a little bit, and, and, and Barry w- was pretty honest, uh, as Barry can be from time to time, saying this is not unexpected from a young player. Uh, I mean, Wallstrom's still a third-year pro. And, you know, Barry said, and and I agree with Barry, that sometimes players at this stage of their careers can get a little, quote-unquote, comfortable. You know, you you were on the team the whole way last season. And he came into training camp and he had to think that he had a role going forward and maybe he didn't push himself enough, you know, and, and that's certainly the message that Barry is trying to convey to Wallstrom, certainly through the media that look, you know, nothing is a given in the NHL and yeah, you know, you, you have all the talent in the world and, and the Islanders definitely need what he brings in, in, in terms of his shot, and the youthfulness in the roster, everything that Wallstrom brings is absolutely in the wheelhouse of what the Islanders need. But at a certain point, it can't be taken for granted. And and, and Wallstrom needs to push himself a little bit. Um, so I, I, I think that's what's going on there. You know, Barry mentioned a few times he didn't have the best training camp. 
Um, and, and in and the first game in Carolina, you know, Barry kind of called him out for trying to do too much and, and making some unforced mistakes as a result, including a really bad penalty that cost the Islanders. I thought he was much better, or I, I should say I thought he was better uh, in Florida. And I, I sort of feel like, we, you know, the last time we talked to Wallstrom, which was after that game, I, I think he's gotten the message. And, and, and look, he's a good kid. He's, he's going to, to figure this out. He's not going to ride on the coattails of his reputation the whole season. Um, so I, I, I don't worry too much about him, and, and he's still got that shot. Uh, so, you know, I, I thought it was better the second game. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, and, and Wallstrom said it himself. He has to string a few good games together. So I, I think this game against Chicago is a really big deal for Wallstrom. Talking with Andrew Gross, New York Islanders beat writer from Newsday here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. And Andrew, kind of in, in a similar I guess not a similar vein, but we were talking about it in the press box on, on Saturday, uh, and that was the role of the Islanders' fourth line, and Sean and I were actually talking about it a little earlier as well in the program. Well, how much of an impact has that line's almost, I don't want to use the word invisibility because Clutterbuck had a, a scoring chance, and they've played well, but it certainly doesn't seem like that line has had the same impact through the first two games at least, uh, as it has in years past. And obviously how much of that has been impacted by the fact that Matt Martin hasn't been out there on, on the ice? You know, I, I, I think we'll we'll answer that after Tuesday's game because Matt Martin will make his season debut on Tuesday. And we'll see how much better that line is. They tried Ross Johnson uh, in the first game and then Leo Komarov in the second game. And yeah, we were, we were talking in Florida, Christian, just that 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 initial forecheck that we're used to from that identity setting line, it, it wasn't really there. You know, I, I know Casey said after the game, he thought it was okay, you know, and that they were up ice, but I, they really didn't make a, a huge impact on either game. And I, they really do set the tone for the other three lines. Now, you know, I, I don't want to pick on the fourth line because honestly, Neither Pajot nor Nelson's line have been particularly visible through the first two games either. You know, it was really uh, the, the best performance so far was Barzell's line in the first game where they seemed dangerous every shift they took. Um, but even I thought that line took a step back at Florida and, and you don't really have a line amongst the four that you can point to saying that, oh, you know, when these three are on the ice, we know we're going to play up ice and we know we're going to create some chances. They haven't gotten to that yet, that, that consistency yet. So it's a little unfair to, to pick apart the fourth line. But that being said, the fourth line has certainly not looked like, the, you know, the, the, the best fourth line in sports. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so far, and look uh, to to be blunt, this is what we've all sort of a been waiting for and b worried about, right? The the the, the day when that fourth line kind of ages out right. and, and and is not as good anymore, and they're committed, right? Cause they, they got Martin on the, on the books for another two seasons past this. Mm. And they just signed Casey Sezekis for six years. Um, I, I know Cal Clutterbuck 
is a UFA after this season, but you know they're they're, they're sort of you know pot committed to the, this fourth line. So right. uh, look, I, I, we we certainly expect them to figure it out. And and, and if if memory serves, uh, the Sezikis line did not get off to a good start in either of the past two seasons. And, you know, some of that was injury and some of that was just not getting off to a good start. So I I would think Martin's return is going to turn things for the better. Um, But again, that, that that's one of those things you have to keep an eye on because like I said, at at some point that line ages out, you just hope that it's not doing it right now. Yeah, no question about it, Andrew. And, And speaking of lines, Let's let's talk a little bit about the newly formed first line with Kyle Palmieri taking over for Jordan Eberle. How is the, and of course getting a, a healthy Anders Lee back. What do you make of the uh, the top three guys there over the first two games here? I really, really, really. I mean, this is not rocket science. I really liked him <laughs> in that first game in Carolina. Right. Um, I, I I thought every shift they took, uh, they were dangerous and, and and they had you know they were creating chances. And then, like the rest of the team, things sort of, you know, the wheels came off as that game in Florida progressed. Um, I I didn't think they stood out as much. But in general, you got to think that this is a trio that's going to work. Because you know what you have in Barzell and Lee. And then adding Palmieri to the mix. Well, I mean, almost literally every time Barzell and Palmieri were on the ice together in the playoffs, it resulted in a, in an even strength goal. Almost literally, right? So you got to think there's something there too. Um, uh, like I said, it's it's been the best line the Islanders have had. Now that's only four goals through the first two games, while they've given up eleven. But that 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 trio is probably the least of my worries right now. And you know, Barzell Barzell's skating well, and uh, I, I I like the fact that Barzell and Lee are sort of splitting the offensive zone faceoffs based on which circle they're in. And uh, I, I think Palmieri does add something. You know, him and Lee both get to the crease. Uh, they, they have a, you know, it, it's kind of an odd balance. Both Lee and Palmieri have this straight line game that kind of contrasts with Barzell's elite skating ability and his propensity for freelancing, for, for lack of a better word, through the offensive zone and, and creating time and space. It, it, it can be an odd mixture, but then again, anyone skating with Barzell really is because no one plays like Barzell. No wing is going to play like that, right? Um, I, I, I do like the fact that Palmieri and Lee are always looking to go to the net. Talking with Andrew Gross here, Islanders beat writer for Newsday. Andrew, of course, on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Tide Technology. <laughs> Andrew, uh, it's that time of the show again where we're about to let you go. But, of course, we cannot do that. We're obligated. Obligated. Contractually obligated. Yeah, it's a must. <laughs> that we have to ask you a random question before we let you go. And if anyone's just joining us for the first time, or if, Andrew, if you've forgotten... Um, <laughs> We ask all our guests now a random question. For instance, we asked uh, Arthur Staple about his choice of music when he's driving to Islander games. We yes. asked Molly Walker about her choice of press, po- press box food. 
Uh, we also asked you about about music as well. I forget what exactly what you asked, and of course, Brian Compton was asked about Kiss. Can, can I ask you? A, can, can I just interject a, yes. a funny story before you ask me this question? Of course. So, so you bring up Arthur, and years ago, when when Arthur and I were on the uh, Rangers beat together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, we we had a game in Buffalo, and the next game was in Toronto. Okay. And Arthur rented the car. He was working for Newsday then. And uh, myself and uh, Bridget Quinn, who used to cover the island, uh, the, the Rangers for Newark. Uh, and I believe one other person, or maybe it was just the three of us. We all get into this car with Arthur and we start the drive from Buffalo around the lake to Toronto. Now, it's the middle of the winter and we get hit with lake effect snow like you wouldn't believe. Right. I mean, like literally Arthur's driving five to 10 miles an hour uh, to (laughs) avoid not trying to get killed. Right. So at at some point, Arthur trying his best to like keep his mind on on this mind numbing task of like, you know, driving five miles an hour through an awful blizzard just hands me. This is when like everyone had CDs. Right. Right. We're in a rental car. He gives me his his like pocket of cds he goes just pick something and put it on for me i'm like sure (laughs) no problem and and look arthur can be intimidating right because you 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 always like when when arthur doesn't like something you know it right away (laughs) so i'm like okay I'm, i'm trying to be smart here i i i want to put on something where arthur's gonna say hey that's a good choice right So I'm flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. I come up across a Bob Marley CD and I throw that in. And now we're driving through a snowstorm at five miles an hour, (laughs) listening to like just the most mellow reggae you've ever. And and, and Arthur listened to it for about three minutes and just kind of dryly because everything Arthur says is dry. Right. Right. Arthur, Arthur looks at me and he goes, ah, maybe that's not the right choice. (laughs) That's incredible. Hilarious. I I mean, I feel like that's in itself its own, Netflix short or something like that right there. Three sports writers driving in a blizzard or something like that. Yeah, no. We we, we got to Toronto and all kudos to, to Arthur. But uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I sidetracked you. What is your random question? No, that was actually great because, uh, I mean, that's a great story. Yeah. But um, so my random question actually is, so I'm sure everyone has seen or saw on Twitter, if they were following along with Andrew and I at the game in Florida, that apparently Jackson Brown is a person that, that sings music or something like that. I don't know. He has one song that I know. It was in the movie um, Forrest Gump. Okay. Uh, running on empty. So okay. my random question for Andrew, it's not really random because it, it has a story behind it. But Andrew, the three song you can only pick three of Jackson Brown's songs to listen to when you're driving to an Islander game. What, so- what three songs are you picking? Um. And mind you... I know you have, what, like an hour and a half, two-hour drive. You can only listen to these three songs on loop as you're driving to the game. Jeez. All right. Um, well, Andrew's very specific, so he, we need to give him parameters. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right. listening, I'm listening to Tender is the Night for sure. Okay. Um, I'm listening to The Pretender. Okay. Um, I'm trying to... 
you know, I mean, I, I want to say, you know, running on empty just because it's, it's so iconic of course. and, and it's the only song that Christian knows. Um, <laughs> nice. um but let's see, I, I like, here's, I, I, I'll, I'll say <laughs> I mean, Jackson Brown is so great. I mean, he really Apparently. is. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to. I, I'm going to say you love the thunder. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, 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 can mm. I get, can I get four songs? Fine. You oh, can wow. get four. I'll give you one more just cause it's a long trip. <laughs> I, 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 can I get five? Well, I mean, <laughs> whoa. Now you're getting greedy here. Yeah, geez. Yeah. I said four. Oh, I said three right. and then I gave you four. Okay. Four. I, I, I want Boulevard too. All right. All right. You got it. Andrew yeah. Gross from Newsday, <laughs> Jackson Brown aficionado, uh, <laughs> hey, hard hey, DJ you, for Arthur Staple. Hey, <laughs> you know what? It's, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the only time I saw Jackson Brown live, um, I think it was in 79 or 80, there was a, a huge no nukes rally in Central oh. Park. There was, there was a march. I, I forget whether it was up Park Avenue or which avenue it was. But um, actually, you know what? I was in high school, so it had to be 81 or 82. Okay. Um, I went with my dear, dear friend, Nick, and we, we marched for about an hour for no nukes. And then we all wound up in Central Park. And Jackson Brown was like the featured artist at, at this free concert. Uh, for all these people coming together, you know, for, for, for no nukes. I know they made a no nukes movie, um, but uh, look, it, it was, a, it was, a, and it was actually an emotional day. <laughs> Christian, I, I know you don't get this, but when I was a kid, mm -hmm. it, there was a, it, it seemed to me there was a 50, 50 chance that we were going to blow ourselves up. So, <laughs> so no nukes was actually like, it, it, it seems a pretty significant thing to uh, to actually protest against. So uh, I've always had a soft spot for Jackson Brown oh as a result. I thought you were going to say, yeah, I had a soft spot for no nudes. <laughs> I mean, well, in fairness, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be blown up. Yeah, I'd no, prefer I not to be blown up. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, and, and also, I mean, not to bring the show down. Like I said, it, it was a... I, I, my, my, my dear friend, Nick, my best friend in high school wound up passing away shortly after we graduated. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, he, he, he got leukemia. It was awful. Um, just so these memories that I have of Nick, you know, are, are, are sort of ingrained and very dear to me. So that, that, that's probably why Jackson Brown strikes a chord just cause it was one of the, uh, shows that Nick and I went to together. Well, that? thank you for sharing. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah. a very nice Big story. And we appreciate that. Um, I was going to say before before you said all of that and, and we had to be nice to you. Um, I was going to say you were making it very, very hard not to make fun of your age at this point as you were yeah, as you were telling that, that story. Just, yeah, um, can't do that. But oh, it, no, 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 no. My my age is. Hey, that's that's on the table. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't either, because, too, uh, before we let you go, I wanted to let Andrew know. That we obviously do a Hero of the Week segment every week, picking yeah, yeah. someone within the Islanders organization 
mm-hmm. uh, as the hero of the week Typically, for doing yes. for doing a great job, for having a big game, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Of course, it's brought to you by our friends over at Blue Line Deli. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pick a hero every week that's half price off. So go to Blue Line Deli and get whatever <laughs> hero we do end up picking. But that's besides the point. Andrew, was you were going to be my hero of the week for driving me back from the arena oh. for I mean, for the wake-up I, call and for coming on the show tonight at this late hour. Well, I, uh, all of it is my pleasure, Christian. I mean, uh, <laughs> look, I, I, I had to leave the arena, right? It wasn't <laughs> <That's> like... true. <laughs> sure. You did. You did have to leave the That's arena. Fair. They don't let you and, stay and, and look, like waiting for an Uber at that media entrance at, uh, at, at, at what do they call it now? Florida Live yes, Arena? Yes, Florida Live um, Arena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, wait, waiting for... An, you, you'd probably still be in Fort Lauderdale. So uh, <laughs> I believe that. I could yeah. I could not imagine. It'd be a real Ger- Gerard Gallant moment right there. Hey, can oh, we? Was that uh, Carolina? That might have been Carolina. Yeah, that was, Carolina. Ah, that was yeah. a funny joke. Hey, but b- before you let me go, can uh, can you pimp up my podcast? Which uh, basically this this interview is 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 my show prep because as soon as I get <laughs> get off the phone, I'm going to uh, to record my own own podcast nice. to, to, to drop tomorrow. So now I know exactly what not to say. There you um, go. <laughs> when, when I record. So Andrew Gross, podcast expert as well, hosts the <laughs> Island Ice podcast. You can catch it wherever podcasts are found. Stitcher, Apple iTunes, all of that does a great podcast for Newsday and they're even better uh, when our mutual friend Colin Stevenson is also on the podcast. Those are some of my favorite episodes when the two of you are together. So, Andrew Gross, Islanders beat writer for Newsday, host of the excellent Island Ice podcast, which you can listen to on all podcasting platforms after you listen to Hockey Night in New York for the third time of the day. Right. Andrew, thank you so much for your time tonight. We really do appreciate it, and uh, we always love having you on. Oh, uh, like I said, anytime, guys, and uh, that was tremendous pimping. I, I, I really do appreciate that. <laughs> what can I say? I do a good job of hyping hyping my friends up. Yes, yes. And, uh, hey, hey, Christian, you, I, I, I'll throw it back at you. You, you were my hero just oh, listening l- listening to your travel stories, like, <laughs> out until, like, 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. And then, like, straight to the airport, flight down to Fort Lauderdale, cover a game, <laughs> up at, like, 5.30 in the morning, back to the air. Dude, like, like I would at my at my advanced age, I can't do that anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was an experience. That is for sure. That is for sure. I'm not, I do what I can, and uh, I appreciate that. Thank you, Andrew. Hey, if you if you want to come out to Vegas for the game to end this uh, little six game jaunt, well, uh, well, I'm not going to pick you up at the airport because I don't have a car out there. But uh, you know what? I'll, I'll stay up all night. Like gambling and drinking with you, if oh, you wow. want. That's an offer. How about that? That's an offer. Right well, night there. in Vegas. I don't know. I might have to take Andrew go. up on that. Andrew Gross from <laughs> Newsday. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll we'll talk soon, I'm, and I'll see you on the Zoom calls. Great having you, Andrew. Take care. Hey, Christian, Sean, be well. Thanks so much for having me. Had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Have awesome. a good one, Andrew. Andrew Gross from Newsday, again, does a tremendous job on his podcast, does a tremendous job whenever he comes on with us as well. And, uh, of course, he attempted Arthur Staple DJ, among many other accolades that he that he has uh, in his pocket. And... Uh, yeah, it was really great having him on. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. We, I, t- we, uh, I forgot. I told him about that little, little 
trip of that little yeah 4 a.m huh bud oh well i mean i wow. i told shawnee off the air but i guess i'll share it now since <laughs> since it's the uh christian Arnold travel yeah, segment of the of the that? show no well i went so i went to the knicks game on, on okay the knicks are a basketball team that plays in new york in new york city at madison I'm square familiar garden with that. um it's the, also the home of the new york rangers i think you're familiar, familiar with that, with team. that yeah. um so i went to a basketball game with a friend and uh it must have been boring no it was a lot of fun i mean we Paid yeah. like a, a lot of money for drinks at the game. Which I was, mean, I figure you need yeah. that to get through a basketball game. No, so no, it was that good. Makes sense. And then we continued to drink afterwards. Hit up ah, a couple bars in okay. uh, in uh, in Manhattan. You had and yourself a night. Had myself a night, and then okay. jumped on a train at, at four in the morning to back to to Long Island. And Christian, Arnold. then turned around and showered and got right back in a car and went to JFK to fly to Florida. Wow! Look at you. Yeah. Look at you burning the midnight oil. Burning yeah. the candle at both ends. Since Christian we're, Arnold. Since we're doing this this travel thing, too, just a real quick aside. Andrew mentions how it would have been ke- terrible. I would have still been sitting in Fort Lauderdale if I if I had waited for an Uber there. Mm. Actually, the worst travel experience for a game mm. was last year during the playoffs in Boston. Oh, yeah? Trying to get home from TD Garden because there mm. was some sort of Uber strike or, or Lyft and Uber strike or Lyft and Uber shortage. Mm. And I was stuck outside of, of TD Garden with... What felt just like a thousand college kids that that needed to go back to their dorm rooms at that point because it, uh-huh. it was like one two in the morning and I was like I there's just chaos all around me and I'm just like I want to go back to my hotel and sure. go to sleep sure you know at my advanced age I'm past that part of my life allegedly did you want another YooHoo tonight buddy <laughs> <laughs> but that was a lot of fun Andrew, Andrew yes always a great yeah yeah we we took that in in a lot of different directions yeah. uh, i want to remind everybody we are a new york islanders podcast we are not a jackson brown <laughs> podcast <laughs> but uh thanks for hanging with us for that great segment andrew gross and let's reel it back in and talk about the new york islanders what would you like to pick up after all that I would like to pick up talking about that first line again, and I want to get your opinion on Kyle Palmieri being on that line with Anders Lee and Matt Barzell. You know, I've really liked it the last, the first two games. I liked it in the preseason too, and I thought it was a, it was a great inclination of what was going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a good thing for the Islanders that it's continued into the regular season because the way everything else has gone, they, they needed to kind of catch a break there. Mm-hmm. I think Palmieri has, as we saw last year, in little bits and pieces when he was out there with Matthew Barzal, I think that they, the two of them match up and pair really well. Um, you can see it. Obviously, Barzal has the skill set. He has the, you know, the great stick handling ability, the great skating. Um, you know, just about everything in his game uh, is electrifying. You know, you watch it and you go, wow, that, is, that. that is fun to watch. Even, yeah. um, even over the weekend on Friday, one of our, our, our sister site, Florida Hockey Now, one of their reporters actually caught Barzal out on the ice early working on his stick handling in the corner on the ice at the arena before the game. And it was, you just watch it, and you're kind of mesmerized by what he's able to do and, and how he's able to control the puck and, and the skill set that he has. So, I mean, that's an asset for anybody. But when you put someone that has the abilities of Kyle Palmieri, the, the veteran know-how um, his ability to get to the front and that be be a net front presence as well, and then have you have Anders Lee back out there, who is just that big body net front presence that the Islanders were missing all of last year after he got hurt. The the three of them have really meshed well, and they they create a good partnership. And really, even you could say the same thing between Palmieri and Lee. They found each other a couple times um, for scoring chances, and I believe Palmieri had an assist on on Anders Lee's goal in the Carolina game. So you could see there that that 
connection, that intuition has already been built up and, and that they're finding each other in good spots. Yeah, no, for sure. And and this is going to be something we'll be focusing on all season. Not only how well does Kyle Palmieri replace Jordan Eberle on that right side, but how long it lasts because, you know, you may see you may see some juggling of the lines, if if especially if the performance like this continues where they're not getting wins. I mean, that's when... We've talked about it before. That's when a coaching staff starts kind of, you know, messing, mixing things up. So, you know, who knows? Maybe Oliver Wallstrom gets a shot up there at some point. Maybe I, we see a different mix. But I don't know if that happens right now. No, no. No, we're not even. I don't think so either. I don't know if we see that halfway through the season now. I think that the way Wallstrom has played and you kind of want to give him some more mm-hmm. room in a, in a, not to say he's not in a big position, but in a, in a role where he can make those little mistakes where you can kind of ha- allow him to be mm-hmm. the young player that he is and, and learn from them. All right, Andrew obviously mentioned Wallstrom's play on, on, over, on Saturday being better than it was in Carolina. Obviously, the big, big egregious mistake that Wallstrom made in, in the Carolina game was that penalty late mm-hmm. in the game. It allowed you know the back-breaking goal to be scored and kind of put things out of, out of reach for the Islanders, who were still in the game at that point. Right. Um, but similar to what we saw with Matthew Barzal at different points in his career, as he was developing, he went through sort of a similar thing as well. Now, I don't know. We don't know if it's going to be a consistent issue with Wallstrom like it was with Barzal for a few years, but certainly it's part of the learning curve. And I think that's yeah. why you would see Barry Trotz and the coaching staff maybe take their time and allow Wallstrom, who they know can be an effective player in that bottom six role. And really, when you look at the third line, it's not a bottom six role. It's it's a, another scoring line that the Islanders have. Right. Um, and so they, he can be more comfortable and he can make those mistakes and he can learn um, from two guys that, that have been around a lot and they, they know what they're doing and, and, and Parisian J.G. Pajot. So I don't necessarily even think once we get halfway through the season, we're going to see Wallstrom up there at the, in that top line spot. Yeah, you may be right. We'll see. I mean, Barry, it, Barry could surprise us. And you know what? He likes to mix up the lines late in the game. If, That's true too. It gets everything gets kind of wacky at that point, right? So we'll see. We'll see. But but definitely going to be keeping an eye on that. But uh, I think you know a lot of people around the country have high hopes for it, and I think the expectations are, are, are granted yeah. are, are you know are well placed, and that that line's going to have a good season. And and just having Andrews Lee back is such a such a game changer because look, I mean. You know, we've talked about how Leo Kamara was filled in there and, and you know, all all due respect, but Andrews Lee is gonna be a better option there. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And, I, sp- <laughs> and speaking of Leo Kamarov, he got waived today. He was. We had some we had some moves made today. You have Matt Martin is essentially coming off IR. Looks like he's going to get back in, mm-hmm. as we discussed earlier. So maybe we'll see that identity line perform more to their identity. Nice. And perhaps pick up the rest of the squad. And, yeah, Leo getting waved. Now, we'll find out tomorrow if he gets claimed. No I would be there. shocked if he was right uh, at this point. I think most people would be. But right. uh, certainly crazier things have happened. But right. certainly tomorrow we'll find out a lot. The start of the next four games for the New York Islanders this week with uh, a lot of games, as you could say, coming up on tap. Coming up on tap. It sounds like we're ready. For what's on tap. I think so. And now, it's time for What's on Tap. Brought to you by RJ Daniels, American Bar and Grill. So, Christian, let's find out what's on tap. Hockey games. Tell us about them. <laughs> well, what the New York games? Islanders start a, um, continue their 
11 game, uh, 11, 13 game road trip, 11 mm-hmm. games left on the docket for this week, starting in Chicago on yeah. the ESPN, the Islanders' first time on ESPN, probably since 2004. I mean, in a very long time, I think it's fair to say. And yeah. uh, this is this will be an interesting one, not just because um, Chicago has had an interesting start to their season, but I think mm. the bigger storyline is, as we've been talking about, the potential and likely return of Matt Martin. Yep. The fact that the Islanders need to finally get a win here after a rough start and an opportunity to take advantage of a Chicago team, especially Marc-Andre Fleury out in Chicago, who's had a very, very rough start, um, which has included a shellacking against his former team, or from his former team, I should say. Right. Um, so I, I think this is an opportunity where the Islanders can kind of write a little bit of the ship and, again, getting some of those those much-needed players back into the lineup is, is a huge, huge thing in, in Matt Martin coming back, and maybe that turns the tide of that fourth line. Um, and then there's that hope that you have Semyon Varlamov coming up in that second game of the week, in which, of course, that is the game in Columbus on Thursday. That's a 7 p.m. start. The Chicago game is a 8 p.m. start because they are out in the Midwest. Right. That could be the first opportunity we see Semyon Varlamov back in net uh, getting an opportunity to, to backstop the Islanders, which the, the first couple games, as, as Andrew was talking about, Ilya Sorokin has played well. He's, he's had a, a lot of issues as well. Um, there's definitely a couple saves. The, the, the shot that he was referring to was, the I think it was the third Sam Bennett goal mm-hmm. against, against the Islanders, the Florida Sam Bennett goal, um, on, on Saturday where he kind of just skated in, into the zone and the defense kind of gave him a lot of wiggle room to skate, 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 and get mm-hmm. into the slot, and then he just fired a rocket, and it went right over the glove of Ilya Sorokin. So Columbus will be the first opportunity for the Islanders possibly to see Semyon Varlamov. That could be a big game, too, with Columbus as, as interesting a team as they always are. They absolutely have the ability to be a team, a contender in, in this division. Um, that'll be a game where you want to see the Islanders with their, their best option. I think right now getting Varlamov in sooner rather than later might help turn the tide as well. No, I agree. I mean, especially after the, the, this short sample size of two games, get Semyon in there as soon as you can, and maybe that even just settles the team down a little bit. I mean, look, these guys, they're, they're, they're seasoned veterans now. You, you look at the – they're one of the oldest teams in the league now. They've been to they two are. straight semifinals. These guys are going to shake these games off. They're not, you know, going to be going into Chicago tomorrow worried about, oh, no, what happens if we snowball into another lose here, right. loss here. They're going to go and lose another lose. Yeah. We're going to have another lose here. <laughs> another lose. <laughs> but yeah, I think they're going to be fine. And, and I think just these upcoming games are an, an opportunity to not only get a guy like Martin back and a guy like Farlamov back, but also teams that perhaps you look at and it's just maybe this is where we can bank a couple of points. Chicago hasn't been as good as a team in the last few years. They made some they made some interesting moves. They got rid of Duncan Keith. They brought in Seth Jones, which is a great edge to their defense, mm-hmm. as you talked about, Mark Andre Fleury. Was was were we talking about this last week? I remember some I remember talking to someone about this the other day where I mean people had Chicago picked in the playoffs as a wild card team even. And I just didn't understand the logic behind that. Like Chicago is not obviously they still have some star talent out in Chicago. Of course. But I mean yeah, a team with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are always going to have a right, chance. Right, but I win. think it's kind of the same conversation you have with Pittsburgh. It's, you know, they're getting towards the back end of their careers. How much mm-hmm. longer can you go with the, with that group? And 
I mean, is Mark Andre Fleury really the goaltender that's gonna it's gonna get you into the playoffs Could at be. this point? Could uh, be. But but so but yeah, so that's just kind of my. I mean, he's still a very good goalie. He hasn't really started tailing off yet, even though he's getting up there in age. He's still a very good goalie. It's an interesting interesting start to the year. Also, Chicago o two and one to start the year. Yeah, and once so. again, you you kind of just throw that out the window. It's 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 not going to be indicative of where the season goes. But I do think Chicago is going to be a better team this year. Mm-hmm. So I think they can potentially be a problem tomorrow night. I don't think you look at them and they say and you say, "Oh, walk over." This is a guaranteed right. win. Nothing like that. I think this is this is a game that the Islanders are going to have to come out to play. And but but then you know that maybe that's what picks you up. And then you go into play a team like Columbus who have no expectations at all this right, year. Right. They, I mean, Columbus is not going to be a good team, at least from my point of view. And they got uh, what's his name Voracek back from from Philadelphia. That was an interesting trade, but. You know, that's a team that the New York Islanders have to beat, whether it's on the road or at home. And then you have Arizona, which... Right, they play Arizona on Saturday, which is just a tire fire. Yeah, um, the best thing they have going on for them is going back to the those jerseys, man. I love those jerseys. So that should be another winnable game, exactly. Yeah, that might, might be the most exciting thing. And, of course, they close out the first leg of this trip with Las Vegas against the Golden Knights, who have also... Um, They've got off to a decent start at one and one. I mean, again, early. It's hard yeah, to really make too much of anything, but yeah. you know, they they kind of turn. Talk to, to me the, at the ten game mark. Right, know? right, right. So, that, but that's that's the schedule that the Islanders have coming up, and then they have a uh, five day break in between the next game before they play Nashville, which is great. I mean, it's not great for fans because we all want to see Islander hockey every other night, couple back to backs. But it's good for the team. It's good for the team after the road trip. They get to go back home. They get to hang out. They're not gonna, you know what I mean. So I think that's gonna be a good little rest, and especially when you wonder how the rest of these games go. Who knows? We might be saying this break needs to come, and they need to refocus. (laughs) Maybe get some practice in, and just and just uh, you know reshift their gears. But hopefully, look. These like again, you got a couple games here where they have finally have an opportunity to get off the Schneid, bag a couple of points, and then maybe get into a groove that everybody's expecting them to. Again, high expectations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was what's on tap. Brought to you by RJ Daniels, American Bar and Grill. And of course we'd be remiss not to Remind everyone that October 30th is also on tap at R.J. Daniels. You're freedom my mind. New York Islanders viewing party against the Nashville Predators. Game time was switched to 1.30. We'll be going live at 12 in costume. Yes. A lot of costumes going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be a lot of Gotta fun. Got to keep reminding you guys, a, uh, come to R.J. Daniels. For a boozy brunch. Thank you. Boozy brunch. So, and of course, we'll be doing little fun giveaways during the intermission, yeah, costume raffles. contests, yeah. and uh, and more. So so definitely come out. And, get, and the New York the Islanders fun. are playing a hockey game. And the New York Islanders We're are playing a hockey game. We're all going to watch it together. Game. So, yeah. Plenty to do. It's going to be a great time. Yes. So come on down. So, Christian, talk, talking about moves that the Islanders made, one big one they did before the drop of the puck on the season, Ryan Pullock. Sticking around for eight years, average annual value of around six point one five million. What do you make of that, pal? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly kind of came out of left field a little bit. I don't think anyone expected that to be taken care of as quickly as it was. But you know, you add it to the to the list of things that Lou Lamorella was able to take care of during the off season, and um, I mean, now in the middle of the season, getting ahead of the curve 
uh, of taking away some of the concern that I'm sure would be on the mind of of um, Bullock to have to this being something that's going to weigh on his mind a little bit for without a question mm-hmm. that it was going to pop up at some point during the course of a season. There's just no way around that. And so it's just human nature at that point. So it takes away some of that pressure and it gets the Islanders ahead of the game as they continue to have to go through and manage the salary cap that, you know, they'll be, they'll be navigating over the next couple of years. So it gets them in a better spot and it puts them, puts them one step ahead of the game when it comes to next year's off season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And look, I mean, that's huge. You got your top pairing locked in for two very reasonable contracts mm-hmm. for eight years. I think that's a, a, a grand slam for Lula Marillo. And, you know, the fact that you got your top pairing now, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, obviously, you look at how these two games went, and maybe you're still a little concerned about the defense. Right. <laughs> you want to see how to how to shore up the rest of the top six. But to have Pelican Pollock for eight years together, that's fantastic. I mean, they're one of the best defensive pairings in the league. And, you know, even getting a little Norris love, yeah. neither one may ever win. But they get a little <laughs> love when it comes to that time. But So that's huge. That's great. That's nothing. Now the fan base doesn't have to stress about it, have to worry about it. And we've seen exactly how tricky this salary cap can be in this pandemic era when yeah. the money's not really going up. Now, we expect it to go up a, a million next year. But to see Pollock sign for, for such a reasonable figure, that's, that's going to help out huge. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that definitely it, it, all, it definitely helps, and it goes to show you the belief that a guy like you know Adam Pellick, who signed earlier in, earlier in the offseason, and Ryan Pulak have in the organization and the direction of things. So, first two games obviously has not left a lot of people feeling the same high spirits they were before that, but right. um, nonetheless, that's a big victory for the Islanders before the year even started and before the puck even dropped. So, um, that was a big thing for for Lou Lamorell in the in the front office there. I agree with you, Christian Arnold. Now, what do you, what do you got? I was going to say, I was going to say, mm. would that qualify Lou for another Hero of the Week nomination? You know, it's funny. It's funny. I was kind of thinking along those lines. I was. So who is your Hero of the Week? I guess we're going to have to find out, Christian. But first... We're going to break. So once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Hockey Night New York at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and your favorite podcast providers. We are going to take that break, and then we'll be right back for the hero. Rock and roll. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels, along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying... Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hockey Night New York. When you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by... 
the Blue Line Deli and Bagels half price hero, which is the Blue Liner featuring chicken cutlet, bacon, melted American cheese, Russian dressing on a toasted garlic hero. Man, that sounds delicious. I'm starving. I'm feeling a little hungry right now. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Hero of the Week. Brought to you by Blue Line Deli. Now, Christian, the Islanders went 0-2 for the week. Right, my Hero of the Week is Andrew Gross. Yeah, you kind of said that, I guess. But he doesn't play for the Islanders. He's not really in or around the organization. I mean, aside from the fact that he covers them. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But he doesn't work for them. But yeah, it's tough to pick a hero when when they don't win. Didn't we pick Donnie as the hero of the week one week? We did. We picked Donnie as the hero of the week. We picked UBS Arena as the hero of the week once. (laughs) Yeah, slim pickings. So, Christian... Where'd you go with this one, man? What do you What do you got here? So my hero of the week is not Andrew. I mean, is my hero, a true hero of the week, is Andrew Gross. If sure, could have figured sure. this out in time. Right. It would have been right. Um, but uh, but yeah. So my hero of the week is actually Honors Lee again. Okay, explain yourself. <laughs> well, he had a goal. <laughs> he had a goal, and yeah, he was part of standards are low this week. He's been part of an Islanders top line that's been uh, a bright spot and in sort of a disappointing start to the season. Certainly getting the scoring opportunities, creating a lot of chances. And again, as we talked about early, earlier in the show, uh, has really meshed well with Kyle Palmieri. And, and to Good see to him see. and Barzell back sure. together has obviously been lights out for the Islanders. Yeah, this is tough. And, you know, I kind of want to change mine now, but I can't. So I also kept my hero from last week. And that was... Would you also have picked Andrew Gross? Matt Bars. No, as, as, as heroic as he was on the show tonight. Uh, no, <laughs> I would not. In fact, if I could change my pick, I would actually go with Ryan Pollock for signing that, you know, 6.15 AEV deal. Obviously very team friendly. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the other contracts that have been signed recently by defensemen, either of his ilk or caliber, and he definitely left some money on the table. Yeah. And that's, you know what, team first. But who is your hero of the week then? It is number 13, Matthew with one T, Barzell. <laughs> Because he scored a goal. <laughs> and he's played well on the top line. <laughs> yes, meshed well with, with Kyle Palmieri. <laughs> good to see the He skated trio. around and handled the yeah. puck. <laughs> no, yeah. A lot of things we discussed before. Yeah, exactly. You kind of teetered up earlier when you talked about him. But, yeah, look, again, folks, you don't win a game. It's hard to have a hero when nobody heroically won the game. Yeah. Right? No, I agree. So, Matt Barzell, Anders Lee... Your heroes and a runner-up, I suppose, to to Ryan Pollock for signing that deal again. <laughs> again, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll pick Pollock for tomorrow anyway when we post on yeah, social right. media. Why not? Doesn't matter. But yeah, that's that's the best we got this week. <laughs> and Corzell and Lee, they scored a goal. And of course, well, I had more detail to mine. There's there's more than just they scored a goal. Uh, and of course, they are brought to you by the Blue Line here half price hero of the week, and that is of course this week the Blue Liner. No, the Blue Liner. Oh, it yeah. is the Blue Liner. Okay, yeah, good, good job. Um, which is a delicious looking sandwich. Yes, I don't have the ingredients in front of me. No, you don't. But I already said them, so that's okay. Chicken so, cutlet, American cheese, Russian dressing, toasted garlic hero. I might have left out one. Go down to Blue Line Deli. Exactly. And bagel in Huntington, New York. That's right. Say hello to Donnie Bagels. And the friendly staff there at Blue Line Bagels, uh, Blue Line Deli and Bagels. And mention Hockey Night in New York. And then and you get order the Blue Liner and you get a half half off the hero. Half price until yeah. next next show. Yeah. Which might be Sunday, but it might not be because of that game against Vegas. Right. We may have to change things up again. But, of course, we'll let you guys know because that's what we do. Yes. 
We, we like to keep you informed. That's what we do. So That's what we do. Matthew Barzell, Anders Lee, this week's Heroes of the Week. And, Shawnee, it's uh, it's almost midnight, and it's getting past my it's bedtime. It's getting late, I mean, man. it's way past my bedtime, to be honest. Well, yeah, we all know that. We all know that. Yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, we've gone over an hour already. It's a quarter to 12. Didn't see too many, too much action as far as questions go. I, Leo is my hero all day, every day. He played a game. He did Mel Armenia 22. Well done. But I don't think there's really any questions. Everybody's everybody's a comedian. Mm. <laughs> Last week, so we but we appreciate everyone that has tuned in and and is continuing to tune in as we press towards midnight. But uh, but yeah, yeah, not a ton of questions. Not a ton of questions. That's okay. Sometimes because we're so informative, we answer the questions <laughs> right answer before they yeah. even need to be asked before they even think and, to type them. And to your point, it is also almost midnight, so maybe some people are going to be picking it up tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm Shawnee, saying, Christian. It's always a pleasure to be with you, my friend. It is. But now it's time to wrap things up. Thank God, because I am tired of seeing you. It's you got to get get your stuff together, buddy. So, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. A huge thanks to Andrew Gross for joining us. And, of course, a huge thanks to our sponsors, starting with RJ Daniels, American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. The best place to catch the aisles when you can't make it to the game. And don't just go for the aisles. They have live music, comedy nights, trivia, a late-night bar scene. They have it all. And Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, official partner of the New York Islanders and the greatest deli around. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. And, of course, a huge thanks to Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TyTechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. And, of course, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, subscribe on your favorite pod provider. Tell your friends. And if you're listening out there and you're not watching us live yet here on the Twitch, check us out. Follow us. Yeah. Subscribe. It's a lot of fun. You get to make fun of Christian and how funny looking he is. <laughs> so that's always a good time. And, of course, follow Christian on Twitter at C underscore Arnold 01. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For Christian Arnold, my name is Sean Cuthbert. We've been Hockey Night New York. Have, have a great West west of your Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Take care. Bye.